A very lovely day. Uh, welcome to the episode three of the Go Global podcast. Today we have Mr. Amin Imudasir with us, who's the co-founder of COVID-19 Helpline for Bangalore in India. He, along with his team, is actually involved in the immediate operations pertaining to the people's need in these uncertain times. Mr. Amin Imudasir is also the CEO of Sigma Foundation, which is involved in career guidance. for the young adults mr amin imudasir has also been featured in a lot of various national media platforms such as news articles and tv news channels for his contribution hello amin sir welcome to the go global podcast thank you for taking out this time hi uh, hello and thank you so much for having me on your podcast it's great to meet young people like you and i get so happy talking to young people Great, thank you so much for having me on a podcast. You are always welcome, sir. As usual, we are very honored to have you here with us today. I would like to start off by asking you to tell us your experience in setting up a COVID nineteen helpline. That it is a huge feat, and I'm sure that in it involved a lot of overcoming a lot of hurdles. So, how did you make your wish to help others come true? uh it started last year in uh, uh, july 2020 on july 10th i tested positive for covid 19 and the very next day uh, 11th of july i was in the hospital uh while i was in the hospital uh there were so many thoughts which were in my mind because uh, on that day in the evening i came to know that even my family was positive because i was in the hospital and back home wife my two kids my dad and my sister about five of them you know were positive and uh, uh, that was a time when uh, uh, we didn't have uh, websites and we didn't have you know something uh, centrally located where uh, especially people from bengaluru could go and check and you know uh, get answers for that uh, so it struck my mind that uh, uh, why why should we not have a central repository so the idea was having a central uh, website which can give information to people and uh, we will be able to you know uh, help uh, thousands of uh, uh, families who are affected like me so the same day i called up two of my friends who are from the emergency response team in fact we have a team called ert bangalore emergency response team bangalore and i put in that in that uh, uh, group i put a message that uh, guys uh, let's make a website uh, called uh, covid helpline bangalore and uh, anybody wants to join please join me so we immediately had about 3 4 members joining there and uh, we finalized the name we blocked the url and uh, since i already have a, a private server on which i host my educational websites uh, immediately within the next 4 uh, hours we had uh, the the server ready things were up and uh, between 11th and 17th july in these 6 days uh, whatever information i could get uh, from whatsapp facebook newspapers uh, media everything and which mattered for the city that was uploaded and on 17th july we went live uh, and uh, from then there is no looking back <laughs> so what made me start this was the situation that i i said i felt like if a person like me who is uh, having so many connections and who is aware of uh, 
information is uh, is if i am struggling so much i am sure there will be thousands and thousands of families that need the information the motivation was can we have a central uh, desk where people can come and seek help and what can we do more for them right sir that is very amazing i should say i am moved by the statement so thank you so much for the effort you have taken and again uh, did you feel not having medical knowledge was a pro- was a problem what would you like to tell people who feel having some professional knowledge in medicine is a must to set up a medical helpline well when when uh, covid happened to me and uh, last year when we did this uh, i think it was not about the medical knowledge because we were not offering medical consultation uh most of the doctors you know they already were getting calls from their relatives neighbors people whom they know for us the concern was like uh, people don't know where a testing center is okay they don't know the price of testing currently in our helpline people are reaching out to us uh, asking for information about how do we register for a vaccination they ask us doubts is covaxin good or covi shield good people reach out to us asking help for a oxygen bed so these things doesn't require any medical knowledge this is purely uh, you need to know how to find a solution for their problem and guide them and that's what we we try to do on our helpline covidhelplinebangalore.com is a website so we have set up a chat support team in which uh, of course now since the second wave has uh, slowly uh, started coming down we have about uh 200 people coming on chat but during the peak of second wave we had almost 800 people who used to come on chat and most of them you know you, they used to ask us uh, how do i get this injection uh, how do i get uh, uh the hospital bed uh, where can i get a oxygen concentrator i don't know how to use an oxygen concentrator so uh, i feel we were very clear that we are not going to solve the uh, medical consultation problems of course uh, we we ended up uh, creating a section called as a free medical consultation and we put up all the phone numbers of uh, uh, verified doctors and verified teams which were doing medical consultation and uh, i don't think uh, to run a medical helpline you need to know medicine what you need to know is you can you solve the problem your helpline is basically connecting uh, a demand to a supply i mean the demand is okay can somebody guide how do i take care of my family in covid so i have doctors uh, who are there with us and uh, these doctors tell that uh, mr amin uh, if if there is any family that needs uh, uh, a consultation we are available we are available between morning 9 to 12 somebody is available in 5 to 6 so we kind of connect to them so basically helplines don't require medical qualification but a helpline that offers medical consultation should have medical doctors that is really amazing how we are linked medical consultation into a helpline sir thank you so much for that and uh, one of the main reasons why we started this podcast is to spread the right information and awareness to let people know that they are not alone yes they are not alone a lot of us have started feeling helpless and uh, without any urge to do anything whether it is work or studies uh, how do you think we can address the issue what should we do to change our frame of mind during these times okay uh, i think you're asking about what do we do as uh, citizens or volunteers uh, both sir both I-, i want to cover both of the aspects so that it reaches the audience better 
Okay. See, uh, first thing is uh, people should eliminate uh, that uh, COVID will kill you. COVID will kill a person if the person lowers the guard. If the person, if the person doesn't take the precautions which the which the government or the authorities have told. Because in in our experience of second wave, it's almost two months that we have seen the second wave. What we have seen is uh, people are not following the five principles that are important to uh, stay away from COVID. Number one is they need to accept that COVID is a reality. People don't know. People still feel that something is happening. Media is playing. You know, they blame governments. They blame everything. They blame uh, unnecessary uh, so many other things. The first thing is COVID awareness. Yes, COVID is an existing virus. Know about this virus. This virus has a lifespan of fourteen days. So if you can win, if you can fight with this for fourteen days, you will win. Okay. जो डर गया सो मर गया जो लड़ेगा वो जीतेगा ओके सो द फर्स्ट थिंग इज पीपल शुड एज वॉलंटियर्स एज कॉमन मैन वी शुड नो व्हाट इज कोविड वी शुड रीड अबाउट कोविड वी शुड वॉच वीडियोस अबाउट कोविड ओके जेन्युइन वीडियोस नॉट द टिपिकल व्हाट्सएप यूनिवर्सिटी एंड फेसबुक वीडियोस सेकंड थिंग इज एवरीबॉडी शुड कंटिन्यू टू फॉलो द मेथड्स टू प्रिवेंट कोविड सो आई नो दैट कोविड इज ऑल अराउंड मी the second step is what should i do that covid doesn't attack me okay covid doesn't attack me what all should i do how many how much of exposure should i give for covid to uh, attack me how do i keep myself safe and that's where you know the three simple rules uh, the uh, authorities have told one is wear double mask keep a distance of 6 feet and keep your wash, hands washing they made it very simple apart from that avoiding going to meetings sitting in close places uh, partying and putting pulling down your mask just to breathe okay these are there are so many things that one has to consider in terms of preventing covid the third thing is early detection okay most of them who have actually died because of covid if you look into their history they went and tested for covid after 10 days of their symptoms now my big question is when the pandemic has been declared actually a lot of people don't understand what's a what's a pandemic pandemic is you know a term given to something that is so huge that it actually you know is a situation where everybody will be affected so this point you know like early detection okay is so important that one has to ensure that if the symptoms of covid which are commonly you know fever cough cold headache vomiting diarrhea body pain they must feel that i should get tested to save my life not to worry about what others say the fourth thing is early isolation when a family member is affected by covid and if he continues moving around with the same family members because he can't go out due to lockdown he or she will definitely spread this to other members and that's the biggest thing that we saw in the second wave in the second wave every family had multiple covid victims like if, if there's a family of eight people six of them are covid positive now this is because people are thinking that just because you know i am in my home if i am covid positive it can't come to my dad or my sister or my son somebody 
so early isolation is very very critical last but not the least early medication patients who have started medicine early on they have not required themselves to be admitted to the hospital so one needs to start the medicines at the earliest on day 1 okay there are a lot of people who say i never took tablets in my life i don't like syrup i don't like doing this if you want to save your life then better do it because your life cannot be so useless that you succumb yourself to covid and then battle for your life on an icu bed or a ventilator bed so five things i repeat covid awareness covid prevention early testing early isolation and early medication these five things is something which every individual and every volunteer should know yeah wow uh, that was beautifully explained in sequence so that was lovely i should say personally from my point of view when i listened to that you have almost covered each and every point that we need to speak on this podcast itself but then uh, moving ahead uh, apart from covid 19 apart from the situation that we have right now I personally know that you are an engineering graduate from the 90s who later on turned to be into a career counselor so sir i am quite amazed how did that happen <laughs> uh i actually joined engineering because you know the craze in 12th standard to become an engineer and i was very particular that i will become an electronics and communication engineer because it's evergreen i uh when i was in my uh, 11th standard i actually started working uh, among students and i used to find free time to go and uh, motivate kids and you know do something for them uh, of course 12th was quite serious to study and get into a very good engineering college i did my engineering from uh, pesit bangalore the original pesit in south bangalore banshankari and in my second semester of engineering uh, i couldn't digest a simple c program <laughs> i was like hey what is this i i couldn't write a simple c program i said if i can't write a c program i can't become an engineer and uh, i started you know that was a time also when a couple of my friends in my neighborhood we started a book bank uh we started a book bank called momin students book bank and uh, i started moving to different schools and colleges and uh, i had a chance to address students so when i started talking to students it was like a free flow i i was not prepared for a talk and i used to never think about what i am talking and it was free 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 flowing of ideas so uh, somewhere uh, uh, after my engineering i realized that i was good at only one thing and that is uh, talking and uh, luckily during my final year engineering i attended a uh, training uh, which was uh, done by mirza yavar beg he is a leadership guru in the world uh, he had a wonderful training called what do you want to be remembered for and that's got into my heart i definitely did not did not want to be remembered as an engineer <laughs> and i wanted to be remembered as a change maker as a public personality as, as somebody you know people will remember so uh, even during my 11th and 12th standard i used to read this magazine called competition success review during the 1990s and that magazine was having an editorial and it was so much motivating so i used to read a lot of motivation from that book so i finished my engineering and uh, yeah uh, had challenges but uh, 
stuck to the passion of doing counseling guidance and eventually in 2007 i wrote my first book after 10th what next which became a very big hit in bangalore and i was standing on at a bookstore and uh, i saw that one random guy comes and he picks up my book which is just 40 bucks and he goes he pays 40 bucks to the counter i am like if somebody is betting their child's future for 40 bucks then i better take up my <laughs> passion seriously and that's when uh, sigma foundation was started in 2007 and uh, uh, alhamdulillah by god's grace we have come so far we've, we've come till here that that was super lovely to hear part of your experience the story uh, the passion that you have towards career counseling like how it started and now how it's going like due to god's grace that 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 really really amazing thank you so much sir for that and uh, yeah now i got to know that you have published a book after 10th what next so can you please tell us more on the lines of that because it's quite interesting Uh, well, uh, when I when I when I was working with schools in two thousand six and seven, I found that uh, uh, many uh, uh, there was no information available on the internet specifically for after tenth watch. Uh, it was there for after twelve, and the industry was also not there. The social media was not there in two thousand seven. So I felt like you know at least for Bangalore, Bangalore people should know like you know after tenth. uh you just don't don't have to go and study 11th and 12th you can do other courses as well and there is so much of uh, distance education skill skill education vocational training etc etc so my idea was to make a book that becomes part of the curriculum in students for students so we made this book and we revised the book in 2008 made it better uh then in 2008 i got married so post marriage writing a book became uh, such a big challenge because you know i had to handle my my company then think but eventually in 2013 we launched our website after 10thwatt.com so when we launched this after 10thwatt.com what i did was what all the con- content from the book it came on the website and uh, from there we we got a huge breakthrough and uh, till date uh, we have served uh, uh, lakhs of students you know have been our visitors and uh, yeah we we so we focus on giving information on uh, education on jobs on courses on careers on scholarships and uh, we we always try to make sure that the website is you know something different from every everything else and after the success of after 12th we have started after after 10th sorry we have started after 12th what.com and we are in the production of after engineeringwatt.com and after degreewatt.com these two are also coming in yeah uh, that is simply wow i'm i'm really amazed by listening to all of this it's quite a story to make i believe <laughs> ah so yeah yes one of the beauties of being a career counselor is that you get to travel a lot and when you travel you get to interact with a lot of different kids even underprivileged kids so i really want to know if you have you know come across any beautiful memories in your past that you know made you that instilled a kind of happiness in or in 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 your heart there are so many moments uh one such moment was when a girl gave a feedback after a session um uh, she just told uh, i just feel i should have had a father like you you know i mean 
she was in 10th standard and uh, i am i think it was about 2 years back okay uh, and she just uh, told in the feedback in the last that i just uh, feel that i should have had a father like i mean sir with whom i could share everything uh, and uh, you know he could he could listen to me and uh, there are moments when uh, children have cried uh, cried and cried after my sessions i do a five days uh, leadership training program i do three days programs so in these three days five days there is so much of bonding and yeah one moment i cannot forget is i was in dubai i was addressing kids of uh, 9th and 10th standard uh, i was teaching them uh, memory techniques how to remember stuff and all Uh, it was 2012 in dubai one student came to me he cried and he told sir if you had come to our school a year back uh, i would have saved my one year because my teachers did not teach me how to memorize they just told me you read this and come and uh, i couldn't do that sir and today you taught me how to memorize how to learn so many are there but these two are you know uh, quickly are coming to my mind these two things that is quite beautiful it actually you know pricked my heart at the moment like it captured my heart <laughs> when you told me it was really beautiful like when someone else tells me that you should be my father that yeah that father's privilege itself is a totally different thing that feeling that you get i can really understand that <laughs> so moving on uh, what would you like to tell those students who are finding it difficult to listen and concentrate during online classroom because that is the trend right now uh see i i i want to tell kids that uh, like how you guys have distractions we, we had bigger distractions when we were studying okay uh our distractions are offline uh meaning to say i mean of course even you guys go to college and you know what is an offline distraction without mobile also you can get distracted what i suggest is you know when you are sitting and preparing for the exam or listening to a class think that that's the most beautiful thing happening to you in your life See, we all love uh, beautiful things because you know. Say, let us say we all go to a beach. You know, we will not take away our eyes from the ocean. We are like just into that. No matter what happens away from the ocean, everybody, no matter you, you are, you are just looking at the sun setting down. You do not want to miss even a second. So, whether you are in an online class, whether you are listening to a podcast, whether you are watching a YouTube, make sure that. that time goes as an investment for your future see today whatever i am honestly uh, the credit should go to my parents first because they put me into a very good school uh, my mother paid a very heavy donation uh, way back in 1985 to give me a good quality education and i went to a private school uh, fantastic teachers uh, then my 12th was again an amazing school my engineering was in an amazing college my uh, certification was in an amazing college Uh, despite uh, all the challenges at home and all the distractions whenever i sit and do my work even today you know my office staff sometimes you know they they tease me sir you get so busy in your work that you don't even lift your head and uh, think see who is coming so my mother told a very important thing very young in life because i used to sit and you know see my book and read even if the prime minister comes and stands next to you you shouldn't lift your head okay so that became like a thumb rule so when i am doing my work no matter what happens around me i just don't get into that that i am focused on my work 
it's just about 30 minutes right 30 minutes 20 minutes so what's what it's not difficult so think that you are doing the best thing for your life and you are not studying for anybody's sake you are studying for your own sake if i would have not gone to peset if i would have not gone to christ university i would have probably not been what i am today because that, those were the foundations for my uh, amazing uh, uh, experiences in life yes sir that was lovely i should say and uh, with that i have come to the end of the questions that i have to ask you so yes sir thank you so much for this amazing session for making us realize that hitting one roadblock doesn't mean all comes to an end it actually opens up a lot of other opportunities we are extremely glad to have had this conversation with you sir hope you have a very nice day up ahead thank you so much guys and i just want to leave you with the message what steve jobs steve jobs gave at the uh, at the convocation uh, ceremony stay hungry stay foolish thank you you're welcome sir <laughs>